Section 10 of The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For further information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 2, by Robert Burton. Section 10. Partition 2, Section 2, Member 3. Part 4. But why should the sun and moon be angry, or take exceptions at mathematicians and philosophers, whenas the like measure is offered unto God himself by a company of theologasters? They are not contented to see the sun and moon, measure their sight and biggest distance in a glass, calculate their motions, or visit the moon in a poetical fiction, or a dream, as he saith, Audax facinus et memorabile nunc incipiam, neque hoc saeculo usurpatum prius, quid in lunae regno hac nocte gestum sit exponam, et quo nemo unquam nisi somniando pervenit. But he, and Menippus, or, as Peter Cuneus, bona fide agam, nihil eorum quae scripturus sum, verum esse scitote, etc., Quae nec facta nec futura sunt dicam, stili tantum et ingenii causa. Not in jest, but in good earnest, these gigantical cyclops will transcend spheres, heaven, stars, into that empyrean heaven, soar higher yet, and see what God himself doth. The Jewish Talmudists take upon them to determine how God spends his whole time, sometimes playing with Leviathan, sometimes overseeing the world, etc., like Lucian's Jupiter, that spent much of the year in painting butterflies' wings, and seeing who offered sacrifice, telling the hours when it should rain, how much snow should fall in such a place, which way the wind should stand in Greece, which way in Africa. In the Turks' Al-Quran, Mahomet is taken up to heaven, upon a Pegasus sent on purpose for him, as he lay in bed with his wife, and after some conference with God, is set on ground again. The pagans paint him, and mangle him, after a thousand fashions. Our heretics, schismatics, and some schoolmen, come not far behind. Some paint him in the habit of an old man, and make maps of heaven, number the angels, tell their several names, offices. Some deny God and his providence. Some take his office out of his hands, will bind and loose in heaven release, pardon, forgive, and be quartermaster with him. Some call his Godhead in question, his power and attributes, his mercy, justice, providence. They will know with Cecilius why good and bad are punished together, war, fires, plagues, infest all alike, why wicked men flourish, good are poor, in prison, sick, and ill at ease. Why doth he suffer so much mischief and evil to be done, if he be able to help? Why doth he not assist good, or resist bad, reform our wills, if he be not the author of sin, and let such enormities be committed, unworthy of his knowledge, wisdom, government, mercy, and providence? Why lets he all things be done by fortune and chance? Others, as prodigiously, inquire after his omnipotency, and posit plures similes creare deus, an ex scarabeo deum, etc., et quo demum ruetis sacrificuli. 
some by visions and revelations, take upon them to be familiar with God, and to be of privy counsel with him. They will tell how many, and who shall be saved, when the world shall come to an end, what year, what month, and whatsoever else God hath reserved unto himself and to his angels. Some again, curious fantastics, will know more than this, and inquire with Epicurus what God did before the world was made. Was he idle? Where did he bide? What did he make the world of? Why did he then make it, and not before? If he made it new, or to have an end, how is he unchangeable, infinite, etc.? Some will dispute, cavil, and object, as Julian did of old, whom Cyril confutes, as Simon Magus is feigned to do, in that dialogue betwixt him and Peter, and Ammonius the philosopher, in that dialogical disputation with Zacharias the Christian. If God be infinitely and only good, why should he alter or destroy the world? If he confound that which is good, how shall himself continue good? If he pull it down because evil, how shall he be free from the evil that made it evil, etc.? With many such absurd and brain-sick questions, intricacies, froth of human wit, and excrements of curiosity, etc., which, as our Saviour told his inquisitive disciples, are not fit for them to know. But ho! Oh, I am now gone quite out of sight. I am almost giddy with roving about. I could have ranged farther yet, but I am an infant, and not able to dive into these profundities, or sound these depths, not able to understand, much less to discuss. I leave the contemplation of these things to stronger wits, that have better ability and happier leisure to wade into such philosophical mysteries. For, put case, I were as able as willing, yet what can one man do? I will conclude with Scaliger. Ne quaquam nos homines sumus, sed partes hominis, ex omnibus aliquid fieri potest, itque non magnum, ex singulis fere nihil. Besides, as Natsiadzin hath it, Deus latere nos multa voluit, and with Seneca, chapter 35, De Cometis, Quid miramur tam rara mundi spectacula non teneri certis legibus, nondum intelligi, multae sunt gentes quae tantum de facie sciunt caelum, veniet tempus fortasse, quo ista quae nunc latent, in lucem diei extrahat, longioris aevi diligentia, una aetas non sufficit, posteri, etc. When God sees his time, he will reveal these mysteries to mortal men, and show that to some few at last, which he hath concealed so long. For I am of his mind that Columbus did not find out America by chance, but God directed him at that time to discover it, it was contingent to him, but necessary to God. He reveals and conceals to whom and when he will. And which, one said of history and records of former times, God in his providence, to check our presumptuous inquisition, wraps up all things in uncertainty, bars us from long antiquity, and bounds our search within the compass of some few ages. Many good things are lost, which our predecessors made use of, as Pancirola will better inform you. Many new things are daily invented to the public good. 
so kingdoms men and knowledge ebb and flow are hid and revealed and when you have all done as the preacher concluded nihil est sub sole novum nothing new under the sun but my melancholy spaniel's quest my game is sprung and i must suddenly come down and follow jason pretensis in his book de morbis capitis and chapter of melancholy hath these words out of galen let them come to me to know what meat and drink they shall use and besides that i will teach them what temper of ambient air they shall make choice of what wind what countries they shall choose and what avoid out of which lines of his thus much we may gather that to this cure of melancholy amongst other things the rectification of air is necessarily required this is performed either in reforming natural or artificial air natural is that which is in our election to choose or avoid and tis either general to countries provinces particular to cities towns villages or private houses what harm those extremities of heat or cold do in this malady i have formerly shown the medium must needs be good where the air is temperate serene quiet free from bogs fens mists all manner of putrefaction contagious and filthy noisome smells the egyptians by all geographers are commended to be hilares a conceited and merry nation which i can ascribe to no other cause than the serenity of their air they that live in the orcades are registered by hector boethius and cardan to be of fair complexion long-lived most healthful free from all manner of infirmities of body and mind by reason of a sharp purifying air which comes from the sea the boeotians in greece were dull and heavy crassi bioti by reason of a foggy air in which they lived biotum in crasso urares aere natum attica most acute pleasant and refined the clime changes not so much customs manners wits as aristotle politics book six chapter four vegetius plato bodine hath proved at large as constitutions of their bodies and temperature itself in all particular provinces we see it confirmed by experience as the air is so are the inhabitants dull heavy witty subtle neat cleanly clownish sick and sound in perigord in france the air is subtle healthful seldom any plague or contagious disease but hilly and barren the men sound nimble and lusty but in some parts of guienne full of moors and marshes the people dull heavy and subject to many infirmities who sees not a great difference between surrey sussex and romney marsh the wolds in lincolnshire and the fens he therefore that loves his health if his ability will give him leave must often shift places and make choice of such as are wholesome pleasant and convenient there is nothing better than change of air in this malady and generally for health to wander up and down as those tartary zamolienses that live in hordes and take opportunity of times places seasons the kings of persia had their summer and winter houses in winter at sardis in summer at susa now at persepolis then at pasargada cyrus lived seven cold months at babylon three at susa two at ecbatana saith xenophon and had by that means a perpetual spring 
the great turk sojourns sometimes at constantinople sometimes at adrianople etc the kings of spain have their escurial in heat of summer madrid for a wholesome seat valladolid a pleasant sight etc variety of sequesus as all princes and great men have and their several progresses to this purpose lucullus the roman had his house at rome at baiae etc when gnaeus pompeius marcus cicero saith plutarch and many noble men in the summer came to see him at supper pompeius jested with him that it was an elegant and pleasant village full of windows galleries and all offices fit for a summer-house but in his judgment very unfit for winter lucullus made answer that the lord of the house had wit like a crane that changeth her country with the season he had other houses furnished and built for that purpose all out as commodious as this so tully had his tusculan plinius his lauretan village and every gentleman of any fashion in our times hath the like the bishop of exeter had fourteen several houses all furnished in times past in italy though they bide in cities in winter which is more gentlemanlike all the summer they come abroad to their country houses to recreate themselves our gentry in england live most part in the country except it be some few castles building still in bottoms saith jovius or near woods corona arborum virentium you shall know a village by a tuft of trees at or about it to avoid those strong winds wherewith the island is infested and cold winter blasts some discommend moated houses as unwholesome so camden saith of ewelm that it was therefore unfrequented obstagni wicini halitus and all such places as be near lakes or rivers but i am of opinion that these inconveniences will be mitigated or easily corrected by good fires as one reports of venice that graviolentia and fog of the moors is sufficiently qualified by those innumerable smokes nay more thomas ravenus a great physician contends that the venetians are generally longer lived than any city in europe and live many of them a hundred and twenty years but it is not water simply that so much offends as the slime and noisome smells that accompany such overflowed places which is but at some few seasons after a flood and is sufficiently recompensed with sweet smells and aspects in summer where pinget wario gemantia prata colore and many other commodities of pleasure and profit or else may be corrected by the sight if it be somewhat remote from the water as lindley orton supermontem drayton or a little more elevated though nearer as corcot amington polesworth weddington to insist in such places best to me known upon the river of anchor in warwickshire swalston and drakeslea upon trent or howsoever they be unseasonable in winter or at some times they have their good use in summer if so be that their means be so slender as they may not admit of any such variety but must determine once for all and make one house serve each season i know no men that have given better rules in this behalf than our husbandry writers cato and columella prescribe a good house to stand by a navigable river good highways near some city and in a good soil but that is more for commodity than health End of section 10